Unleavened Bread Ministries presents From your hands, your feet, your side Unleavened Bread Bible Studies with David Eels Can quench my thirsting soul Purest water make me whole Let your streams of mercy flow Oh Jesus, I trust in you Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. Father, thank you for making this possible, and uh, thank you for giving people understanding and uh, preparing us for these things that are coming, and also put in our hearts to pray for the people that need to be prayed for. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to... Do Eve's Killer number two. And um, I'm going to point out something extremely important here. And um, I know you don't like to keep hear, hearing about affection, and I don't either. But this is extremely important, and uh, we need your prayers. Um, last night, the Lord showed me something extremely important that I missed in a recent dream interpretation not that it was wrong but just something the lord showed me afterwards i guess there's a purpose for it so please listen and pray we uh he was saying it's time to call lot out of sodom it is almost the last minute and second okay this first revelation was given to David Timoshuk, which we shared before, but I'm going to share something extra here that's very important to our cause here. I dreamed I was uh, walking through the woods, he said, and this girl came up to me uh, to look, cause to ask me to look at something. And I came up and there and saw that these people in a circle and an older guy holding an old magazine. Well, I believe that this is talking about uh, old news that is already past, okay? In other words, um, we've gone through the stages of something here, okay? So on the magazine, I saw pictures of Eve. So these are pictures of Eve. Remember that. The Lord showed me that these pictures represent the stages of induction into the Satanist faction bisexual cult. One picture showed her with short red hair. She normally has long red hair. So this is representing no submission, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, to Christ because her conscience has been seared by these demons. The second picture was her being gothic, uh, representing a love for dark spirits. Uh, in other words, the pleasures of sin for a season. And the third picture was her with another woman whom I knew was a bisexual. Okay, so this is all common to the faction. Uh, Satan demands that his disciples uh, be perverts of some kind. And it was their plan to put this abominable spirit in Eve just as they have in themselves. They want complete dominion over the people that they 
impose these spirits on. And uh, he went on, he said, The old man looked at me and was saddened and said, "Is Is this it for her? And I looked at him and told him, No, remember the man at the cross was saved at the last second. That's important. The old man cheered up, and I woke up. Well, Lot was called out of Sodom and its bisexuality at the last second because the fire was falling behind him as he left and got his wife who looked back, right? Um, Father, we just ask that you send your angels to bring Eve and the elect out of Sodom before you destroy this perverted cult because he's definitely shown us he's going to do that. I forgot to mention the next day, all I could think of is that she'll be back out of faction right before the death of Jesus. Well, we know that this represents um, the spiritual death of the man-child, in other words, death to self, uh, which was also the timing of the death of Judas. Remember when Jesus died? Judas died, right? And Judas, of course, represents the faction. And uh, this is just before the resurrection of the man-child and the resurrection of saints that we are waiting for. That's called the out-resurrection. People being resurrected at the time the man-child is resurrected, right? On top of this, we uh, just got a pretty strong word that the Lord is coming now. So it could very well be this pot blessing. Uh, July the 1st. We'll see. So I believe that all of this that we are are seeing is going to come to pass, even if it doesn't on this pot blessing, but it very well could. And we all want to see Jesus manifested as soon as possible. Right? Amen. This one we called uh, Eve's Fall and Resurrection. And it was spoken by Eve on 7-29-22. Yes, that's right. She had the interpretation wrong, but she had been started to be infected, you know, with um, these demons that they kept throwing at her, and the interpretation was infected too. So we went back through there and found out that she thought it was talking about the bride, and it is not talking about the bride. It was talking about her. So in this dream, uh, David is the head or authority, she says, over the body. I dreamed that I was in the UBM house. Okay, we remember that. David and I were standing in the kitchen talking near the kitchen island. I don't remember what we were talking about, but it was a pleasant and friendly conversation. Nothing serious. Uh, There were several women who were busy working hard at the kitchen counter with their backs to us. And they were washing vegetables and cutting up meats uh, on the butcher block, uh, the countertop, uh, near the stainless steel sink. So these women uh, were working hard to prepare the spiritual food, which is the meat of the word that we serve to the saints. Good. They work very hard and they do a great job. Suddenly, David took a misstep and lost his balance. David fell straight forward, stiffly frozen. Well, I don't know 
of any misstep, and I don't believe there was one. This was part of the infection that was on her mind, is they always want to blame it on David, right? Um, and I don't remember any fall either. Uh, but her mind and her dreams were being altered by attacks from the faction uh, who want to blame me for what they do, which uh, we recognize at that time. Uh, stiffly frozen, I can see, could represent an inability to move forward in progress to help the bride um, or to help Eve. She had the bride, but we believe it's talking about her. Okay. And as we know, Eve was falling away during this time and was then falsely blaming me for her fall. Michael and I have cast these demons out of Eve for some time, but we came to this place that God would not give us the victory because she was being associated with the faction which we found went back almost six years when she bought another house with her ex-husband, who is squarely in the middle of the faction. And he's very close. <laughs> A partner, I will call her, call him, of the factious leader. She was trying to save her sons, as moms do, um, from these reprobates, and got captured by the faction spirits. In other words, we came to the place where I was frozen and incapable to help her because I didn't know of her dealings with the faction behind the scenes, which is totally against Scripture and forbidden. So uh, she was being rightly judged by the Lord. Um, uh, so these um, scenes show this. This is infecting her, and and, and we didn't know that why we weren't as successful as we'd always been. Now, let me say something about Eve. I believe Eve is precious to the Lord. And I wouldn't want to be in the shoes of anybody that mistreated her or intentionally tried to destroy her. I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. I'm telling you, the Lord loves Eve. I've known that for years, since about 2008, actually. So, she said, I had broken David's fall, but in the process I received a severe concussion in the back of my skull. Well, we now know that this was not true. Her brain damage was because she was in disobedience to God's word and the elders. And the faction hit her head with voodoo witchcraft and turned her totally over to their demons and we call them the stupid demons, and so that's what happened to her head. And uh, I think she's going to agree with this shortly, okay? Now, that's where her brain damage came. And I was severely disabled by the fall because of the head trauma I had suffered. Uh, well, this was her, her personally and not the bride who has not fallen either. So it can't be the bride. The bride did not fall. I did not fall. Eve fell. I never lost consciousness and was aware of what was being said all around me, but I was unable to open my eyes or communicate with anyone. Well, she lost all discernment and communication with us, 
because she was demon-possessed, and God gave her over to this because of her sins, which we uh, later learned of. Um, I was blind and mute as a result of the fall, and I couldn't move my body. In other words, she is not in control of her body and cannot see or say anything that those demons don't show her. David and Michael, along with all the brethren, were very worried about me, and David was blaming himself because he felt that the fall was his fault. Well, that's a major, um, I would say, distortion. <laughs> um, it's false. She was she was falling at the time she had the dream and made this false interpretation. I did for a short time wish uh, I could have helped her, but when the revelations came of her dealing with the faction for uh, which she was hiding from us, I knew it was of God. She bought a house with Eddie almost uh, six years ago, and when and when she was taken over, the factious leader was at her house all the time and immediately. So she knew exactly who to call when she totally tipped over. She knew exactly who to call, the factious leader. A very nasty person. Uh, everyone began praying for me, she said, and taking care of me. Yes, we are doing that, but we're not doing it uh, you know, around her. We're not capable of doing that. But we are doing it in prayer, and we are seeing to it that everything is covered. So, yes, we prayed much for her deliverance and believe it is still coming. Uh, and the, the dreams say so, too. Even the children have had dreams of her coming back and for perfectly normal. So, I began to be able to move my arms and hands that now looked atrophied from lack of use and movement. I would say that uh, she hasn't been in control of her body. And her brain is not moving it. It's the demons. She will soon be able to act as a part of the body again, as the dreams say. As I lay on the memory foam mattress, I raised my arms the best I could and attempted to say, I'm healed in Jesus' name. But it came out all slurred and jumbled. Because basically, when you go into faction, you have no faith. Zero. They have no faith in God. It's all what they can do, right? I kept struggling to be understood, and finally I was able to form the word healed so that everyone was praising the Lord and agreeing with me, saying, Praise God. Yes, you are healed. Amen. We agree. You know, so, yes, this is what we are believing for, and she will too. And everyone, I ask to pray for her and others who are cap captive to the faction. So there's a there's a group of people. It's not just Eve. She might represent a body of people in there, you know, that are um, fallen in the same manner. So uh, David commanded my eyes to be able to open and to focus and see again. And I struggled to open my eyes and was able to do so momentarily, 
And when I did, I could see clearly, and my vision was sharp. Well, we command that Eve's eyes be opened again, that she discern the truth around her, and that this blindness that the devil does to people is gone. We declare it. She can see nothing at the moment, but we believe for her to see as a Christian again with the discernment that she once had. Um, I couldn't yet communicate this with everyone. Now, she hasn't yet, obviously. But I was very excited as my eyes fell closed again. So obviously this probably is the factious leader whose uh, big demon is uh, controlling those people. Um, he's attempting to reel her back in. We forbid it. In the name of Jesus. I understood that it would be a process of recovery based on what my brethren did or didn't do to help. This is true. She can't help herself. Those people are totally deluded, and they don't have discernment. They don't have hearing, godly discernment and hearing, and it's up to the people around them to do this. So please do. So faith is needed here, okay? But I knew once I could open my eyes permanently that I would have eagle eye vision, and that gave me comfort. Amen. This is true. She's going to have great discernment. She always has had great discernment. Amen. So, give Eve faith again, Lord, in Jesus' name. Uh, She may be delivered when Haman, Herod, Absalom, Judas, the factious leader, die by their own hand. And the man-child is resurrected to the throne. Could you have that many types that point this out and it not be true? Well, no. God has a a purpose for Eve being there at this time and a lot of others, too. Uh, Only with thine eyes thou shalt see and behold the reward of the wicked. So God's going to have a witness of what's going to happen to the wicked. That's what I felt the Lord told me back at the beginning of her fall. And then I was aware that David and Michael were now anointed with power. So we've discovered, of course, that it's at the last minute, at the time of the death and resurrection of the man-child. So here it is. Here she is getting healed. And it goes on to say, she goes on to say, I was aware that David and Michael were now anointed with power from on high, and they each had a tremendous gift of healing. They began praying for everybody in the house, and healings were taking place. The more this happened, the more my concussion or head trauma injury improved. As everyone was being strengthened by the anointing on David and Michael, they ministered more and more to my needs, and I started to get more and more rehabilitated, and healings began to happen in my head and my body. The atrophy in my arms and legs was being healed, and eventually I could see and speak again. Amen. Well, prayer changes things. Uh, She will heal quickly when the time comes very soon, I am convinced. So we call this Faction Killers. Uh, This is my teaching. Um... Jeroboam was a son of David by his concubine and had no rights to the throne. 
but he uh, lusted after the throne. And much like those who usurped the throne of David today, uh, so he factioned against the house of David and led the northern tribes into idolatry and destroyed the people. They were now worshiping a false god, just as the faction is. They were dead to the true God through Jeroboam's faction and rebellion, which is witchcraft. And he factioned against the house of David. He destroyed them through faction many generations after him, according to the word of the Lord, because they received of his spirits. 1 Kings twelve twenty six through 28. I'll skip around a little bit as we go. And Jeremiah said in his heart, Now will the kingdom return to the house of David. If this people go up to offer sacrifices in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then will the heart of this people turn again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam, that's the son of David, king of Judah. And they will kill me and return to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold, you know, which they made, of course, when they came out of Egypt, too, you know. And he said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Hmm, okay. Falling back into the Egyptian old ways, right? Jeroboam was uh, the beginning of a long line of leaders from himself to Ahaziah who uh, destroyed themselves and their families spiritually and physically. Ten chapters of murdered kings and their families and their friends, and, and they died in sin, and they were killed by faction because they all inherited factious witchcraft demons passed down to them. And we, too, have had a long line of egotistical wannabes who uh, rebelled against David because they loved their sins of slander, faction, and fornication and would not be corrected. They are all dead in the terrible sins of Romans 1, 18-32. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hinder the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known of God is manifest in them, for God manifested it unto them. For the invisible things of him since the creation of the world are clearly seen, being perceived through the things that are made, even his everlasting power and divinity that they may be without excuse, uh, because that knowing God, they glorified Him not as God, neither gave thanks, but became vain in their reasonings, and their senseless heart was darkened. That's what we call the stupid spirits. Their senseless heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God for the likeness of an image of corruptible man. Their new leader, by the way, is a man, but he's a man in whom a principality or power rules 
over those poor people. And of birds, and of four-footed beasts, and of creeping things. Wherefore God gave them up in the lusts of their heart, that's them, unto uncleanness, that their bodies should be dishonored among themselves. That's true. That's happening. For that they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile passions. For their women changed the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Yes, this is big in this faction. It's a, it's a satanic faction. And the satanic faction in the world, by the way, they too are full of bisexuality, and some proceed on to homosexuality, full homosexuality. And this has happened in this group too. Men with men working unseemliness and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was due. Yep, you cannot live like that without bringing a curse on yourself. It is written. And even as they refuse to have God in their knowledge, they do, because when you speak Scripture, they don't want to hear it. In fact, they don't come around me because I'm going to speak Scripture to them, and the demons do not want them to hear Scripture. Now, God gave them up unto a reprobate mind. That's a rejected mind. They have a rejected mind. They have no interest in the Scripture. They have no conscience. To do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, hateful to God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, whether they are spiritual parents or physical parents, without understanding, covenant breaker. They have broken every law, man's law and uh, scripture law. They've broken it all. And they have no conscience, period. Without natural affection, true. Uh, Their lust, that's what they live by. It's not a normal husband-wife relationship. Sometimes it's a man-to-man relationship, uh, quite often. Uh, Unmerciful, who knowing the ordinance of God, that they that practice such things, they know this. They Remember, they passed through our assembly here. They knew what righteousness was. And they're doubly condemned because they knew it and they did it anyway. That's called willful disobedience, in which there is no sacrifice, according to Hebrews 10.26. So, knowing that they that practice such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but also consent with them that practice them. So, here's a a sample of this long line of self-made kings (laughs) who destroyed everyone around them. Remember, they all usurped the authority like Jeroboam, who was the first one to rebel against the house of David. Okay, They all did the same thing. 
1 Kings 15, 25 uh, through 16 and 4. And Nadab, the son of Jeroboam, began to reign over Israel in the second year of Asa, king of Judah. And he reigned over Israel two years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the way of his father, and in his sin, wherewith he made Israel to sin. Two years. My goodness, that was hardly worth it, right? And Basha, the son of Ahijah, of the house of Issachar, conspired against him. So here's a faction against that leader. And Basha smote him at Gibeathon, uh, which belongeth to the Philistines. For Nadab and all Israel were laying siege to Gibeathon, uh, even in the third year of Asa king of Judah, did Basha slay him and reigned in his stead. There was a faction right there. And it came to pass that as soon as he was king, he smote all the house of Jeroboam. Well, they got a new infusion of uh, even worse demons. Okay. He left not to Jeroboam any that breathed until he had destroyed him, according to unto the saying of the Lord, which he spake by his servant Ahijah the Shilonite for the sins of Jeroboam, which he sinned, and wherewith he made Israel to sin, because of his provocation, wherewith he provoked the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger. Now the rest of the acts of Nabab, and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? Now let me make a little note about this. Is what's happening here when factions enters into a person they are very evangelistic with that demon. They can't wait to go and tell everybody they know, uh, which is what this imparts this demon, all the slander. God said, the slanderer will I destroy, he said. He does. They are. Okay? And it's not finished. So everybody in their families goes down. Their children go down. Their friends go down. Anybody that they speak to with that demon, it's imparted. So, <clears throat> now the rest of the acts of Nadab and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? Mm -hmm. And there was war between Asa, who was a good king, and Basha, a very bad king, of Israel all their days. In the third year of Asa king of Judah began Basha, the son of Ahijah, to reign over all Israel in Terzah, and reigned twenty and four years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the way of Jeroboam, the guy that started the whole thing and whose spirit was passed on to them. That's what happens. And in his sin, wherewith he made Israel to sin. So he factioned the apostate tribes away from the house of David. Jeroboam did. Uh, but now Basha has done the same thing. Uh, 16 and 1. And the word of the Lord came to Jehu, the son of Hanai, uh, against Basha 
saying, Forasmuch as I exalted thee out of the dust, and made thee prince over my people Israel, and thou hast walked in the way of Jeroboam, and hast made my people Israel to sin, so they, he inherited the same spirits through Jeroboam that destroyed him and his house, to provoke me to anger with their sins. Behold, I will utterly sweep away Basha and his house. So, right here, where the word Basha is, name Basha is, here I have two notes next to Basha. In 2018 and in 2020, I had asked for a word by faith at random about the factious leader. And my finger landed on Basha both times. Okay? Uh, and it goes on to say, so it's highly unlikely that this is anything but the factious leader. And I will make thy house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which he did, which was totally destroyed. Him that dieth of Basha in the city shall the dogs eat, and him that dieth of his in the field shall the birds of the heaven eat. So those who are the spiritual children of Basha um, are destroyed. So according to dreams, the factious leader has a huge demon, uh, probably a principality or a power that sits behind his computer and rules over him and his subjects. He likes to think he's ruling, but he's not. They're ruling him. Uh, in our example of ancient factious kings, why would someone lust to have the throne for a short time like we saw, you know, two, two years? Well, that's hardly worth it to get everything you got destroyed. So when their history has proven that it will cost them and their families their physical and eternal lives, it did. And this is why we say these leaders have the stupid demons. It's not that uh, this man is not pretty good on the uh, computer and able to do lots of strange stuff on the computer, uh, but that's that, it's not why he's stupid. He, he is stupid because he's going to eternal damnation, and he's taking everybody that he knows with him. So all lusted after their ego to their destruction. All of this long line of factious leaders, right? First Kings 16, 6 through 28. Verse 6 says, And Basha slept with his fathers and was buried in Terza, and Elah his son reigned in his stead. And moreover, by the prophet Jehu, the son of Hanani, came the word of the Lord against Basha and against his house, both because of all the evil that he did in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger with the work of his hands in being like the house of Jeroboam and because he smote him. All right, so God was angry. He was going to do the same thing to Basha so in the twenty and sixth year of Asa, king of Judah, began Elah, the son of Basha, to reign over Israel in Terza, 
Now remember, he's part of the cursed seed of one who all of his children and all of his friends and all of his neighbors were destroyed. So this guy's now going against what the prophet said would happen um, in that he is uh, thinking to have a useful leadership. So, so the son of Basha to reign over Israel in Terza and reigned two years. Oh, there it is again. Uh, was it worth it? Two years to get totally destroyed and all of your children, your wives, everything totally destroyed. And his servant Zimri, captain of half of his chariots, conspired against him. You see, what you sow, you reap. If you show fraction, you will reap faction. Conspired against him. I once told the factious leader, I said, you don't have to worry about us. I said, your own people are the ones that are going to take you down. They're the ones that are going to witness against you. And he looked at me with a big question mark on his face. Like, well, I got them under control, you know. No, you don't. Now he was in Terza, drinking himself drunk in the house of Arza, who was over the household in Terza. And Zimri went in and smote him and killed him in the twenty and seventh year of Asa, king of Judah, and reigned in his stead. No peaceful transitions here. <laughs> so in the lineage of our factious leaders, when one began to fail to overthrow me, because that was their whole purpose, the, the demons in them wanted to get rid of me and get rid of UBM and get rid of our materials. They wanted to do that desperately because we're destroying their works. So he was removed by another. So when he failed, another would come and attempted to do the same thing and also failed. Seemed like you'd catch on after so many of these people, right? It is the demons, along with their master Satan, who are in control of the factious leaders who hate what we do uh, to overthrow their kingdom. And it came to pass, when he began to reign, as soon as he sat on his throne, listen, that he smote all of the house of Basha. There you go. The factious leader is loose, is lost. All those people around him, he's destroyed. And by the way, folks, when you go to hell and you take a bunch of people with you, those people that you helped go to hell torment you for eternity. That's right. You'll, if you listen to a few testimonies, you'll find that out. He left him not a simple, single man-child, neither of his kinfolks, oh my gosh, nor of his friends. Oh. They were all taken down by his faction in witchcraft. Thus did Zimri destroy all the house of Basha according to the word of the Lord, which he spake against Basha by Jehu the prophet. For all the sins of Basha and the sins of Elah his son, which they sinned, and wherewith they made Israel to sin, to provoke the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger with their vanities. God is angry. And we'll soon see what he's going to do with that anger. Now, 
The rest of the acts of Elah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? And in the twenty and seventh year of Asa, king of Judah, did Zimri reign seven days. <laughs> That's less than two years. <laughs> Good gracious me. Uh, in Terza. Well, was it worth it? Well, sin will, will cause you eternal damnation and destroy your whole family. Now the people were encamped against Gabathon, which belongeth unto the Philistines. And the people that were encamped heard say, Zimri hath conspired, and hath also smitten the king. So here's the guy that wiped out Basha, and he conspired and he smote the king, which was a bad king anyway. They were all bad kings, all of them. And they all had a false god, right? Wherefore, all Israel made Omri, the captain of the host, king over Israel that day in the camp. And, of course, he had to do something with Zimri. He had to take him down, right? Because <laughs> it's um, <laughs> king of the mountain, right? And um, Omri went up from Gibbethon and all Israel with him, and they besieged Terzah. Now they're making war against their own people. And it came to pass, when Zimri saw that the city was taken, that he went into the castle of the king's house, and burnt the king's house over him with fire, and died. Okay, so he killed himself, kind of like Judas, Haman, <laughs> on and on, that whole bunch, right? Suicide. They committed suicide. So, anybody that does what these people do and what these people did in the Scripture, they commit suicide. God is going to make sure they are destroyed. And the next in line is going to make sure they are destroyed. So, verse 19. For his sins which he sinned in doing that which was evil in the sight of the Lord in walking after the way of Jeroboam. So it's still the original spirits being passed on all the way through wiping out Israel and especially anybody that wanted to be in authority. And in his sin which he did to make Israel to sin. Now the rest of the acts of Zimri and his treason that he wrought are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? Then were the people of Israel divided into two parts. Half of the people followed Tibni, the son of Ganath, to make him king, and half followed Omri. So there was a faction in the middle of the faction. That's happened before, too. Abimelech and the men of Shechem, remember? They wanted to kill all of Gideon's sons, but they didn't get the man-child who prophesied fire would come out from each of them against the other. And it did. Wiped them out. That was faction. A faction came in the faction, reaping what they sowed. But the people that followed Omri prevailed against the people that followed Tibni. Somebody's got to win, but everybody loses when you do this. <laughs> the son of Ganath. So Tibni died, and Omri reigned. So in the thirty and first year of Asa, king of Judah, began Omri. By the way, when you stop, you're starting a war between two pieces of a faction, lots of people died. 
It wasn't just the faction in the faction house that died. Lots of people died. When they rebelled against the house of David, it was death to a lot of people. So, 30 and first year of Asa, king of Judah, began Omri to reign over Israel and reigned 12 years. Ooh, that was a long one. Six years reigned he in Terzah. And we'll go to 25. And Omri did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord and dealt wickedly above all that were before him. Yeah, you know, the further this goes down the line, the more corrupt people get. For he walked in all the way of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and in his sins wherewith he made Israel to sin, to provoke the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger with their vanities. Verse 28. So Omri slept with his fathers and was buried in Samaria, and Ahab his son reigned in his stead. He's probably the more famous of all of them, you know, but he was just as nasty and corrupt. First Kings twenty one twenty through 25 And Ahab said unto Elijah, Hast thou found me, O mine enemy? And he answered, I have found thee, because thou hast sold thyself to do that which is evil in the sight of the Lord. Yes, that he was willing to kill a man to take over his property. You say, David, this chain seems to be going on past um, the factious leader of this time. That's right. It's going to go all the way through the tribulation period. Yes, it's going to go all the way through. You see, what the the bride is going through at the hands of these um, uh, bankrupt people, uh, the church is going to go through um, from these reprobate, overlords. So this is also going to bring a crucifixion to the church like it has brought to the bride. The real bride has never fallen. The real bride is chosen because they don't fall and because they don't do such things against their brethren. These people are reprobates. That's the reason they do these things. They have a rejected mind, right? So, thou hast sold thyself to do that which is evil in the sight of the Lord. 21. Behold, I will bring evil upon thee, and I will utterly sweep thee away, and I will cut off from Ahab every man-child, and him that shut up, him that shut up, and him that is left at large in Israel. And I will make thy house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Basha, the son of Ahijah. You see, our Basha here, uh, at this time, because the Lord's given me a confirmation both times, uh, Arbasha here um, is going to be famous. <laughs> Not in a good way. <laughs> um, For the provocation wherewith thou hast provoked me to anger and hast made Israel to sin. And of Jezebel, well, you all know best Jezebel, she, the Lord prophesied she would die in the tribulation, and her children, because she was such a wicked person. And there's plenty of those around, too. And of Jezebel also spake the Lord, saying, The dogs shall eat Jezebel, a fit end for her, by the rampart of Jezreel. 
Him that dieth of Ahab in the city, the dogs shall eat. And him that dieth in the field, shall the birds of the heaven eat. But there was none like unto Ahab, who did sell himself to do that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel his wife stirred up. Yeah, stole a man's property, had him killed by slander, and uh, took over the property, and the prophet caught him. First <laughs> Kings twenty-two thirty-four through forty. And a certain man drew his bow at a venture, and smote the king of Israel between the joints of the armor. There's no such thing as an accident when you're that deadly, <laughs> you know. And down to thirty-five. And the battle increased that day, and the king was stayed up in his chariot against the Syrians. And he died at even. And the blood ran out of the wound into the bottom of the chariot, and there went out a cry throughout the host about the going down of the sun, saying, Every man to his city, and every man to his country. So the king died, because it was prophesied it had to come to pass. They never listened to these prophets. They're not listening to them today. They don't understand. They're destroyed. They're not listening. They didn't listen then. That's crazy. Look at the history. My goodness. So the king died and was brought to Samaria, and they buried the king in Samaria. And they washed the chariot by the pool of Samaria, and the dogs licked up his blood. Well, I think that's kind of a shame. And now the harlots washed themselves there too. Uh, That's also a shame. Okay, according to the word of the Lord which he spake. Well, he wanted fame and he got it, right? Verse 40. So Ahab slept with his fathers, and Ahaziah his son reigned in his stead. Hmm. First Kings 22, 51-53. Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, began to reign over Israel. In Samaria, in the seventeenth year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. Another good king. And he reigned two years. Was it worth it? Oh, over Israel. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of his father and in the way of his mother and in the way of Jeroboam, the son of Debat, the guy way back at the beginning, right? Wherein he made Israel to sin. And he served Baal and worshipped him and provoked to anger the Lord, the God of Israel, according to all that his father had done. Now we're going right over into Second Kings 1, 1 through 4. And Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab, and Ahaziah fell down through the lattice of his upper chamber. Couldn't get away, but nobody can get away from it, even if it takes an arrow in the chink in your armor. Okay, and they couldn't get away. It was spoken by the prophet. They should know it's real. Okay. Um, that was in Samaria, and was sick. And he sent messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Beelzebub. You know who Beelzebub is, don't you? Satan, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this sickness. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, uh, Arise and go up 
to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria, and say unto them, Is it because there is no God in Israel that you go to inquire of Baalzebub, the god of Ekron? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not come down from the bed whither thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. And Elijah departed. So not one of the factious leaders have returned to the Lord. And when they die, it may be just exactly like all of these. And they all destroyed their own houses and friends. And this last one is the worst. Uh, for Father showed us that he is Herod. I'm talking about the last one in the chain up until now, right? He is Herod. He showed us he's Herod, who killed the brethren of the man-child, Jesus, while he sought to kill the man-child. Today, the same thing is going on. So who was this man-child? Is Jesus incarnate. He's Jesus come in the flesh. And he comes in every one of our flesh as we walk by faith in him, right? And but the but the man child is the first fruits to come into that image by God's grace, okay. Uh, and was destroyed for this. The man was destroyed for this, okay. And this factious leader is going to be destroyed for this. History um, repeats. Uh, his demons have told us twice in dreams that they would kill us all. And take us with them, which is, of course, a fool's lie, because uh, Jesus is coming in the man-child David's to stain his garment in their blood. Remember, it was David who took down the Edomites, but here we see in Isaiah that Jesus did it. What does that mean? It means the way Jesus is coming is he's coming in these reformers, as he told us. And as Hosea 6, 1 through 3 says, he's going to come as the latter rain on the reformers. That's how he's coming. So he comes to stain his garments in their blood. He's obviously angry. And the thought came to me the other day that they're talking about releasing, the deep state's talking about releasing Marburg and Ebola, which is said to be coming. Um... Hemorrhages blood out of every orifice in the body. That's what these do. You just start bleeding everywhere. Your body is deteriorating while you're on your feet. So here is an example of the murderous rampage of the factious leader and what the Lord says we can do about it. Well, first I want to tell you about Eve. Since 2008, she has fought the good fight against the enemies of the kingdom, while working like a slave for her family, while her husband would not. She had essentially uh, three full-time jobs. One of them was with us, and her dreams, which were constant and perfect. Uh, She was wise and loving, and loved the word uh, from UBM, and highly respected me. Her dreams and prophecies were right on. And the Satanists came to hate her for this and fought a constant war to destroy her. 
Not only that, they lusted after her and they wanted to control her so that they could do that to her. Yes. So we fought with her to save her from them. Uh, the factious leaders sought to destroy her, but we prayed and uh, warfared her through this many times, many times. Uh, he lied to her husband about her, and her husband received it because he blamed her for every all of his failures anyway. That was his habit. You know, he had rejection, and he never did anything wrong and never confessed a sin, just like his partner, the factious leader. So recently we had uh, been losing ground because she was trying to save her sons from these demonized people by appeasing them after her husband divorced her. Mm -hmm. So they took her down with faction and witchcraft, and since then she's hated me like they did, the same way. Each one of these people respected me at one time, and then when these demons entered in, they hated me because the demons wanted to use whoever they could to destroy me and UBM. But God doesn't permit that. Like the one-man child that was left on the mountain that pronounced the curse on the faction, and it came to pass. He's going to be around to do that. So we consider her a wounded soldier that desperately needs our help. And uh, most of you have been edified by her hard labor. And, um, Father, we just ask that you please join with us to uh, help her uh, now in prayer and faith. We ask that you fill everyone out there with this uh, desire to pray and to endure in prayer and faith and exercising warfare against these wicked people. So, we call this Eve Killers, and it's anonymous. Seven two twenty one. I dreamed I was in an apartment building, and I saw three bedrooms in one apartment. This represented one of uh, Eve's dreams. She was in a bed captive to the two men who ultimately brought her down. These two, who both hated and yet lusted after her, were prancing around the room in tight underwear, and she was in a bed, captive. Oh, gosh. Does that sound sick or what? Okay. One bedroom was for a younger girl who looked a little dirty. Well, spiritually, this is true. And she was a bit slow mentally. That's always the facts when the stupid demons come in. The factious leader and the Satanist spiritually killed her with the stupid, factious, witchcraft demons. So she had uh, features similar to a woman from our fellowship. Yeah. Except that uh, in this dream, the woman had curly brown shoulder-length hair. Well, this is somebody that's in the fellowship from other parts of the world. So they don't know this. They didn't know that Eve's natural hair is really brown. And most don't know this. So she dyes it red. And it looks good because of her complexion and so on and so forth, you know. She says, um, 
There was a large room on the opposite end of the living room that belonged to two young men. And these people are young in the spirit, young in any way you can imagine. They are not mature. So they tried to look clean. Well, uh, these, of course, are the same men in the underwear dream. Okay. Well, they do try to look clean, but they are dirty to the core and very immature for lost humans. Uh, They had uh, pale blue shirts and khaki pants, but they were sweating so much. I believe this is representing self-works, anxiety, and fear about being disclosed. Uh, Look at the deep state. They're running, uh, trying to flee the country, everything else, because they're hanging them and shooting them. Yeah. By the grace of God, uh, we have been doing spiritual warfare against their evil works of serving Satan, and we are winning, and we are going to win. Yes. But they have declared, nope, they're going to do it. It's because they haven't read the Scriptures. (laughs) They were unshaven, as they are, and had very pale skins. That symbolizes not being in or under the sun, right? S-U-N-S-O-N. They were looking like zombies, and there's a reason for that, too. The factious leader and his boyfriend are dead men walking. The other room was supposed to be for me, but I was only expected at 2 p.m. the following day. So they were, they are sweating because she arrived a day early and spied out their plan. Oh, you know, we got people that are always spying out their plan. Eve was one of the greatest, if not the greatest, who spied out their plan. Yeah. And let us know so we could dodge. You know, so this might represent that the bride has assignments on her life. That's what this person said. Yes, they they want to kill her. So uh, I was told that their plan, uh, by word of knowledge, when he first fell, was to use her for their lusts and then kill her. But I revealed this only to just a few people around me, and then I bound it from happening, and they did too. They both lust after her and want to use and abuse her in her dumbed-down estate uh, and use her slander against me. Because every when those demons come in, everything in your mind is the very opposite. Okay, Want to know the truth? It'll be the opposite of what these people say when those demons are inside them. So as I uh, walked into this apartment, I immediately saw that these two men were trying to kill this younger woman. They had planned it, meditated on it, and were treating her well so that she would trust them. They were luring her in. They planned to butcher her that night. Well, of course, we bound all of their efforts to do so. We ask you to do the same thing and do warfare against this. Uh, But we have learned that this means to dismember 
her permanently by reprobation, dismember, butcher, right? So in the dream, I had a vision of this younger woman completely chopped up. It was very bloody and grotesque. While typing this up, I thought of Judges 19 and 29. And when he was come into his house, he took a knife and laid hold on his concubine and divided her limb by limb into twelve pieces and sent her throughout all the borders of Israel. Well, a concubine is what these people want. Death is what God has promised them for it. Okay. Then in the dream it came to me, that's what they want to do with everyone. She is not the first and I won't be the last. I looked at the other room that was supposed to be mine. The white door was locked, but in a vision I could see that there were two people lying dead in there. Well, they have killed many others like this. <clears throat> and um, there was blood everywhere. I saw how that they screamed and fought to get out of that room during the attack, but they were trapped in there and now were dead. Those two men had done it. They lived only to kill. Yes, that is them. They seemed to be Psychopathic serial killers. Yes, they are. I could smell death approaching. I knew if I entered that room, my end might be similar. I left the apartment in search of food. Then I went back to the apartment and I saw that the front door handle had been removed so that the younger girl could not close the door to have privacy or to be alone or safe at all. The door would always remain open. Well, let me say, for a fact, they watch her on her computer and phone like they do a lot of women. They call her at night because he is an expert hacker, trained, uh, that factious leader, uh, trained to hack into people's computers and phones. They call her at night so that they can see her in her night clothes, and they lust after her. Okay? And they've done it to others who are a witness of this. One one uh, woman who was a witness of this that they called in the middle of the night, they killed because they didn't want a witness. They have no conscience. The men were ready to kill her. She was in a bath, shaving her legs, and I said to her, You need to pay attention to what's happening around you. They are playing you. Can't you see it? Well, they can't. They really can't. They're dumbed down. That spirit is not going to talk contrary to the king spirit that's in the leader. I said, Get dressed and leave and don't come back. She answered, Oh, I'll always come here. Look how well everything goes here. Well, only somebody with those spirits would say that. She was just so slow, she couldn't or wouldn't understand. 
They came in and they saw me talking to her. They tried to be friendly to me, but they couldn't hide their hatred for me. Hmm. So, of course, they uh, planned to take her out. The next day, she came too early and became a witness. Hmm. They hate and want to kill us all, especially the dreamers or those who have evidence of their evil, as we do. We have a lot of it. They killed one woman they were calling at night against uh, their will. Mm -hmm. I knew that they'd make her death look like a suicide, but that they'd killed this woman before the day was gone. So I asked the Lord, that's me now, I asked the Lord, how is Eve? And I got through faith at random, Psalm 109.24. My knees are weak through fasting, and my flesh faileth of fatness. I understood this because Eve uh, lost her thyroid through radiation as a nurse, and this leaves her without an appetite and uh, very weak, and she literally has to be told to eat to live. Um, I'm wondering if that's their plan, to kill her to make it look like an accident. I don't know that, and I'm not suggesting that. That's just one thought that came to me. Um, I thought, I don't need to be here. The smell of death came back to me, and I left and walked into another apartment. I woke from the dream, but drifted back to sleep. I somehow wanted to see that woman saved from death. And I prayed, Lord, show me what happens next. Lord, show me what I need to do. I did not dream further or receive anything. I drifted off to dreamless sleep uh, for a little while and then woke up. And I asked the Lord for a word by faith at random. And my finger landed on Lord Jesus Christ and brethren. In context, Second Thessalonians two, thirteen. But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, for that God chose you from the beginning unto salvation. Oh, praise God. That's good in sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. So again, we have to get that faith through to her. Pray for that. Eve is a chosen vessel of God. We know she will be saved through our faith and God's grace. Uh, believe with us, please. Spend some time in prayer and believe with us. And, and any information that you get uh, concerning these evil people, let us know. And cast down her demons, right? So I got this text uh, two times about Eve, and I believe it is for a multitude of others, too, that have died the same way. Isaiah 51 and 14, The captive exile shall speedily be loosed. Do you see that? The captive exile, that's what she is, shall speedily be loosed, and he shall not go. Die. He will not die and go down into the pit. Oh, praise the Lord. The old man was relieved, right? Neither shall his bread fail. Okay, well, 
I got that two times, and I believe this is one of them I asked for confirmation to, and I got two heads. Yes, this is it. This is going to happen. So, um, I got this text, and it's a good one. Psalm 92 and 9. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for lo, thine enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn hast thou exalted like the horn of the wild ox. I am anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye also has seen my desire on mine enemies. Mine ears have heard my desire of the evildoers that rise up against me. Okay, so this we called a prophetic word for Eve. And this is anonymous. 6.12 The Lord said, Give ear and hear my voice. Sup at my feet. My compassion is for many, and I hear supplication for their needs. Lay it all at my feet. Bring it all to me. In other words, pray all the prayers. Cover everything, right? Bring it all to me, whoever you are. Bring it and lay it down, and all that is good, and know that I have completed and taken charge over all the problems. Walk with me and know I will keep you all safe. Nothing can come near my children. Well, not everybody is a child of God or uh, let me say, a percentage of people are a percentage of the child of God. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Okay? And it's the Word manifested in you that makes you a child of God. If you go to religion, you don't get much of that, so you're only partially a child of God. <laughs> like the 30, 60, and 100 fold, you know? So, Hear my voice, I cry, a sound that is life and power that will shake into place each and everything. My refiner's fire to purify creates value beyond measure. Come forth as gold, shine like the sun. Be as one, meld and merge and never let go. In other words, be one in Christ. Intercede desperately and fervently. Cry out and wail. Scream from the innermost being to raise higher above the war. The almighty power will fall. The glory of the Lord to crush like a blood-soaked sheet. Uh, or the garments, right? Uh, washed and weighted heavy that smothers all. Be wrapped in my glory. Hold on to each other. Listen and be ready. Dearest children, you are ready for battle with all training and instruction. Your attention is needed for an important task. Deal with each other in need, with love, kindness, and joy. Your power is now being collected and utilized. Be sure that now is the time to cry out and be the vessel of God. Scream in passion for a rescue of your beloved. Well, that is, of course, Eve and those like her. 
So I suggest everybody does this. Effectual, fervent prayer, right? And uh, commands. Set loose and let free your heart, mind, and soul. Confess for one another. In other words, speak with authority against the enemy and for the victims. Bound like a chain of lightning in electric intensity, striking and multiplying. It reminded me of a capacitor, how it takes a charge of electricity and releases it all at once at a point, right? And so, actually, you know, when we come together and we exercise our faith together, it's powerful, right? One will chase a thousand, two will chase ten thousand, right? Bound like a chain of lightning and electric intensity, striking and multiplying. Each one in link is magnifying and amplifying the power, yes, which is charged. Keep at it. The fire is roaring. I have heated up and proven a weapon to strike the enemy that not one could comprehend or do alone. One alone cannot do this, okay? So he's saying, put your faith together. That's what I'm asking you to do today. Put your faith together uh, for Eve and for those people that are the victims and against these wicked and what their plans are to do. So join your faith together, which is much more powerful, and uh, speak the deliverance. That's what he said. This my children, is is ready for you to take back all you have had stolen. Yeah, by the Satanist faction. They are thieves. Yes. And everything else you can, Romans chapter 1 against them, right? Each soul, each moment, you all are having restored. Right. God's bringing a restoration quickly. We are going to celebrate. But first, you must be ready to scream and shout for the Lord God, Holy One and Only. Bring forth the highest and most heavily invested intensity of who you are to the table. Stack the fire high and praise the Almighty Father, Maker and Destroyer. Yes, in other words, fervent, effectual prayer, warfare. In italics... Uh, I put my remarks. Bold is the sentence to be read as per each landed on, where he landed in each text, okay? Here I felt God was speaking in each verse I landed on, like each was joining to make a sentence. Well, that's pretty much true. Um, the first one, uh, 777, be in one accord, do not let up a single piece, contribute everything, rest it all in the most purposeful of me, place your entirety on the altar. Okay, so then he put his finger down on this, Psalm 37, it landed on 34, and his finger was on, wicked are cut off. What's the chances? Only the righteous and the true of in the vine of Jesus are selected for his ingathering. The recompense is coming on the wicked. 
the marked ones of God to release immediately the captives. All right. The Lord's going to do it. So he wants to use men to do this. Is that different than anything in the Bible? No. Read all the way through the Bible. He wants to use men to do this. The prophets were ignored, but their words came to pass, and they still do. Smitten and on the verge of complete destruction, moments only left for a final push in attack. So the Edomite blood on Jesus, uh, the Red Sea, Haman, Judas, Absalom, hanged by their own evil works. Right? And that's what God's going to do. I landed on 1 Samuel 6 and 4. Golden. Here is proof of their demise and to release all that is taken. The captive ark of God's presence was in the enemy's camp to bring a curse upon them. This ark is the elect of God and they have been taken captive into the enemy's camp and it has brought a curse upon the factious. First Samuel 6 and 4. Then said they, What shall be the trespass offering? This is the Philistines, by the way. A trespass offering which we shall return to him. That is the real Lord God. You'd have thought they would change God right away, but they were not that smart. And they said, Five golden tumors and five golden mice, according to the number of the lords of the Philistines, for one plague was on you all and on your lords. Oh, so there was somebody in there that had a little bit more sense to tell them, Look, their God is tougher than your God. You better make a sacrifice. First <laughs> Samuel 6 and 5. Wherefore, you shall make images of your tumors and images of your mice that mar the land, and you shall give glory unto the God of Israel. This is a Philistine talking. He's, he's probably just as afraid as the rest of them. They're all going to die. You shall give glory unto the God of Israel. Peradventure, he will lighten his hand from off of you and from off of your gods. Well, you know what I'd say? I uh, got a. <laughs> what kind of God do I have? He can't defend me. Hmm. And from off of your land. So here's where his hand landed. Proclaim a fast. First Kings 21 9. Here's where his finger landed on Psalm 53. Oh, that the salvation of Israel will come out of Zion. That's the bride. That's where it's coming. That's why the devil wants to take down the bride. Because God says it over and over and over. All of the salvation, the deliverance and so on is going to come out of Zion. Because that's where the Lord is coming first. When God bringeth back the captivity of his people. Ah, then shall Jacob rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. Amen. Landed on, Ezekiel 38 and 7, assemble. Landed on, uh, 7 and 62, the children. Landed on, Ecclesiastes 10 and 3, walketh. 
assemble the children walketh. Landed on Jeremiah 21 and 13, enter. Landed on Psalm 119, 86, faithful. Landed on light. Landed on confirmed. Enter faithful light confirmed. Landed on Second Chronicles 26 and 15. And he made in Jerusalem engines invented by skillful men to be on the towers and upon the battlements wherewith to shoot arrows and great stones. These arrows were like trees now and great huge stones. These were the super weapons of that day against the enemies. So what God's saying, you got the super weapons, you know. Landed on these, 13, inclusive. 13 is included in this text. Psalm 96, 11. Let the heavens be glad, and let the earth rejoice, and let the sea roar, and the fullness thereof. And let the field exult, and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the woods sing for joy before the Lord, for He cometh. For He cometh. Oh, I got that too. To judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with His truth. He cometh. And guess what? He is mad. Landed on Psalm 119. I won't read all the texts here. It is time. 37-34. He will exalt thee to inherit the land. What is that? Getting rid of all the enemies in the land? Right? Isaiah 28 and 25. The appointed. He appointed us to conquer the land. Take down the enemies, the factious. He appointed us to do this. Praise the Lord forever, he says. So, here's some words by faith at random when we got these revelations on 6, 12, 23. Psalm 19 and 1. The heavens declare the glory of God. I'm going to skip to verse 4. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom. Notice this is the word S-U-N. And he's comparing it to the bridegroom. Like the way we use sun, S-U-N slash S-O-N. Well, here's proof. Which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run his course. So he's going to be revealed. Jesus is coming in the man-child. He's going to be revealed. His recompense is before him. That is to take out the Edomites. And his reward is with him. That's for the bride who endured all the pain at the hands of the Edomites. Everything's going to switch over. I got this text three times. I did. I got this text three times over a few days. Obadiah 1, 6 through 9. How are the things of Esau searched? How are his hidden treasures sought out? Well, our dreams, visions, and prophecies have shown their hidden things and what will happen to them. They wonder how we find out these things. Well, actually, that's the way we find them out, our dreams, visions, prophecies. But not only that, there's people from the inside talking. Yeah, 
All the men of thy confederacy have brought thee on thy way. Confederacy? Yeah, a group joined together. Even to the border. Uh Uh-oh, somebody's getting thrown out. The men that were at peace with thee have deceived thee and prevailed against thee. They that eat thy bread lay a snare under thee. Oops. So here's a faction in the midst of the faction. You sow it, you reap it. They did. A long line of these leaders, right? As you saw. There is no understanding in him. Now, they pride themselves of being real smart because they're able to hack into your computer, you know, call your women up in the middle of the night, stalk them on the phone, which they've been caught doing. Uh, So they think they're real smart. That is so stupid. There is a God in heaven. Shall I not in that day, says the Lord, destroy the wise men out of Edom? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And understanding out of the Mount of Esau? So God took everything that they learned here, because they all went through training here, and took it out of their memory. They have no conscience to escape hell. All of it's been, all of it has left them. I've had them tell me that personally. David, I don't know what's happening. Everything I learned here is going. I said, well, yeah, that's what happens. Anytime somebody falls into it and decides you're wrong and they're right, that's what happens. And thy mighty men, O Teman, shall be dismayed to the end that every one may be cut off from the Mount of Esau by slaughter. As you know, when the Lord comes back, His recompense is before Him, and it is to slaughter the Edomites, Esau's seed. So this judgment was in the defense of the bride, Second Kings 19.35. And it came to pass that night that an angel of the Lord went forth and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and fourscore and five thousand. And when men arose early in the morning, behold, these were all dead bodies. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed after all of his bragging uh, and went and returned and dwelt at Nineveh. And Adrimelech and Sherezer smote him with the sword. That's in 37. Well, Revelation 18, 1-5 says, After these things I saw another angel coming down out of heaven, having a having great authority. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried with a mighty voice, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great, and is become a habitation of demons, and a hold of every unclean spirit and a hold of every unclean and hateful bird. What was the god of Babylon? It was the dragon was their symbol of the god of Babylon. The dragon in Revelation 12 sought to devour the man-child and got his teeth knocked out. No. Uh, Then he sought to to take out the woman. And then, of course, their prayers, their faith, their sacrifices of their flesh And the word of the Lord uh, brought him down out of heaven. Oh, his high place that he was lifted up to brought him down. 
For by the wine of the wrath of her fornication, all the nations are fallen. Yes, look, the deep state Satanists are just like our Satanists. They have the same demons. And the nations have fallen because of them. And now they're mad. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come forth, my people, out of her, that you have no fellowship with her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached even unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Wow. So there comes a time when you think you got away with it because God hadn't answered in a few years. Suddenly, boom. Isaiah 55 and 3. Incline your ear, come unto me, hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. And by the way, the the minister of the covenant is going to be the David man-childs. And no, it's not necessary that their name be David. (laughs) But they are David's. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander to the peoples. Well, nobody nobody ever made the factious leader or any of those other leaders, for obvious reasons of fornication, uh, leaders. They just wanted to take the position, you see. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and a nation that thou knew not thee, that knew not thee, shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God, and for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. The Lord is going to do such signs and wonders and miracles by Jesus in uh, the man-child body that multitudes are going to be convinced this is God. And come out of every religion and come out of a lot of apostasy and so on. Proverbs 21 and 7. The violence of the wicked shall sweep them away because they refuse to do justice. Well, okay, we're still talking about these words gotten by faith at random, right? Job 5, 8 through 16. But as for me, I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my cause. Verse 11, uh, so that he setteth up on high those that are low, and those that are mourn are exalted to safety. He frustrateth the devices of the crafty, so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. Yes, they're not able to do what they think they can do. They all fail to do that. The factious leader told a previous factious leader, Well, if it was of God, it would have worked, but it wasn't of God, and it didn't work. Well, what he didn't know is those words are going to come back to haunt him. He taketh the wise in their own craftiness, and the counsel of the cunning is carried headlong. They meet with darkness in the daytime and grope at noonday as in the night, but he saveth from the sword of their mouth even the needy from the hand of the mighty. So the poor hath hope, and iniquity stoppeth her mouth. Jeremiah seventeen eighteen. 
Let them be put to shame that persecute me, but let not me be put to shame. Let them be dismayed, but let not me be dismayed. Bring upon them the day of evil, and destroy them with double destruction. Again, I want to say, this is not just bloodthirsty people here. This is spoken by the Lord. It's a prophecy of what the Lord says. Okay. Revelation 19, 7 through 9. Let us rejoice and be exceedingly glad, and let us give the glory unto him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. Amen. So, so here we are before the trib, and the, the bride is getting ready. Sanctified how? Well, it starts with your spirit, goes with your soul, and ultimately get the new body, right? Okay. If you got a question about how this goes on through the tribulation period, there you have it. Uh, and it was given unto her that she should array herself in fine linen, bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And he saith unto me, Right blessed are they that are bidden to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are true words of God. Second Corinthians 10 and 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but mighty before God, to the casting down of strongholds. Of who? Yeah, Satan and his. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that is exalted against the knowledge of God. They don't want the knowledge of God. It makes them shudder. And bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So, they capture the weak by witchcraft. And this is Winnie Asagata, 6-24-23. After the morning prayer meeting this morning, I had a quick dream of the faction sending a swarm of flies. Who's the Lord of the flies, right? Satan. I was in a house with white walls and furniture, and a swarm of flies came in. They were trying to come close to my head for a reason, and I began to swat them. I knew the flies represented thoughts contrary to the word, whether faction or doubt or fear or weariness, etc., and that we need to be guarded. Yes. Guard yourselves from thoughts. This was accurate because before I took a nap, Chuck prayed for me, and as I was attacked with a uh, bombardment of negative thoughts that I knew were not my own, and it felt exactly like a swarm of annoying and disgusting flies. Well, Satan through Satanists are Lord of the Flies. And after Chuck prayed, she said, and I rebuked them, they left. In the same dream, I heard a mouse trying to hide in my closet. And I went in to look for it and to get it out. Mice represent unclean little beasts of hidden sins that uh, might try to linger if we're not guarded, right? 
And I thought about Tiana's word uh, from the Lord where uh, he said, Let go of all those little sins you think that are hidden. I see all, and I want all evil out of you. Amen. You have power against the enemy if you will do this. When I woke up from this dream, I asked the Lord for a verse by faith at random and received Psalm 18, 9-14. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. I'm jumping to 12. Who can discern his errors? Clear thou me from hidden faults. That's a good prayer anytime. Keep back my servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be clear from great transgression. Guess what that gets you out of? <laughs> so let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And Debbie Finsky also got this morning, uh, she asked the Lord about what we should be doing and received by faith at random, Colossians 3, 1 through 4. If then you were raised together with Christ, because it's a stated fact, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated on the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are upon the earth. This is the problem. We get so deluded with the things of the earth and distracted that we don't have a relationship with the Lord. For you died, and your life is hid with Christ in God. There's that hidden place, right? Secret place of the Most High. When Christ, who is our life, shall be manifested, that means in us, then shall you also with him be manifested in glory. So he wants to shine out of you and me. Okay? It's when we called uh, factious try to hinder the harvest. Missy Pollock, 6, 23. I dreamed that I was in a house with other sisters from UBM, and the only sister I clearly remember was Sue Gilbert. We were in a laundry room with piles and piles of clothes, and Sue was picking up a large armful of clothes to wash. We were washing the clothes, or works, of uh, the new believers, because that's what your clothes represent, by the washing of the water of the Word, uh, where we're doing the work of the ministry. There were these men in black, uh, factious Satanists. We saw a picture of them, actually. <laughs> um, uh, not a physical picture, but um, a picture of them rode up behind the factious leader whose hands were on the back of Eve and so on and so forth. Yes, they think they got a prize there. It's going to be a curse to them. Ah, these men in black in the house with some kind of authority. They have authority to persecute and test the righteous until their authority is taken away because they have overcome, right? They were looking around, and one of them put four tubes of cocaine on top of one of the piles of clothes. 
Well, this is for a fleshly high of judging others to justify their own sins. They're high on that. I knew it was to plot against us to accuse us of using cocaine. Well, they're full of witchcraft and rebellion. Yeah. The factious accuse and condemn others of the very same thing that they do in an attempt to hinder the work of the ministry and drag others into their satanic cult. If we receive accusations or condemnation, we don't have faith which we need to minister Christ to the benefits of the kingdom to others. And Revelation 12 and 10 says, And I heard a great voice in the heavens saying, Now is the salvation, the power, and the kingdom of our God, and the authority of His Christ. For the accuser of our brethren, that's the devil, right? The accuser. But he's got a lot of little accusers out there. That's all they do. They have fun doing it. They don't have any obeyers. They're accusers. Okay? Of the brethren is cast down. There's your daddy. Cast down. Now, you think you're going to be a problem? Who accuses them before our God day and night? Romans 8, 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath freed thee from the law of sin and of death. When I saw their cocaine tubes, I took them and hid them in a corner under some clothes so that they wouldn't find them and accuse us. That was their plot, their scheme. They're always trying to trap you into something. But the Bible says the trap that they lay, they will fall into. Psalm 35, 19 through 24. Let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me. Neither let them wink with the eye that hate me without a cause. For they speak not peace, but they devise deceitful words against them that are quiet in the land. Yea, they opened their mouth wide against me. They said, Aha! Aha! Our eye has seen it. Well, uh, they never do that because they never have a witness, you know, uh, and they have to have two or three before they can speak against anybody. And they never obey that either. Just a um, a memory or a uh, imagination is enough to be proof for them. It's all of that's from God when they do it. Okay. So thou hast seen it, O Lord. Keep not silence, O Lord, be not far from me. Stir up thyself, and awake to justice due unto me, even unto my cause, my God, my Lord. Judge me, O Lord, my God, according to thy righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. Well, the men didn't find the tubes of cocaine, uh, and left the house. And Sue and I went outside and were looking at the large field of some kind of crop. In other words, they famed, they failed in their attempt to blame someone else. It was them that was doing it, you see. 
So what happened at that time? Well, those people who overcame bear fruit, right? A large field of some kind of crop that was brown and looked like it was ready to be harvested. Yep. The harvest of the first fruits is here, and the faction have lost the race going backwards without even touching 30-fold fruit. John four thirty-five. Say ye not that there are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest? Lo, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, that they are white unto harvest. It's time for so many worthless people to obey the Great Commission and get into the harvest. Not only be the harvest, because you got to be the harvest to get into the harvest, right? you got to be the harvest, and then you get to go do the harvest, right? The crop was tall enough that you could barely see cars on the road that went through the field. Ah, the end. I asked the Lord for a verse by faith at random for the dream and received Hebrews 11 and 9 in context 9 through 12. Verse 9. By faith he became sojourner in a land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the fellow heirs of the same promise. So the faction have no faith and stand on no promise. They don't like faith. It's a strain on their brain. Um, and, and they bear no fruit. Okay. There are people that do. For he awaited the city which hath the foundations, whose builder and maker is God. That's the city called the bride, right? The heavenly city, the Zion, which is the bride. Verse 11, By faith Sarah herself received power to conceive seed, and that's of the promised son even when past her season, since she counted him faithful who had promised. Wherefore also there were begotten of one, and him as good as dead. Well, that's when you get to bear fruit then. After the man-child reformer's death and resurrection, great fruit will be born. Right? Even as the stars of heaven in multitude, and as the sand which is by the shore of the sea, innumerable. And there's one uh, that we call, Go on the offensive against the factious leader. Ben Slojewski? I don't know how to pronounce it. Sorry. 530-23. But he's a good guy anyway. <laughs> I was... I was a secret agent, he said, that had infiltrated the enemy alien spacecraft. Mm -hmm. The aliens are the demons. If you don't know that, you should find it out. And uh, who fight against us from the second heaven. Yes. My task was to kill and exterminate the enemy from within. I was hiding in corridors and being stealthy, exterminating each alien one by one and exterminating uh, multiple ones that were in groups. The intercom system on the spaceship was an alien language, and I didn't know the words that they were saying. Well, we don't really need to listen to what they have to say. Yeah, um, 
We just exercise our authority over them, right? If you listen to what they say, those are demons that will get in you. I knew eventually they would figure out that I was there. Instead of them coming back at me, they feared me and my skills that I acquired. Most of the aliens were small and bug-like, uh, but there was one big one that caught my attention. Guess who that is? Uh, there was a big frog about twice the size of me. I made this frog my primary target and noticed that it was the leader. Ooh. Okay. This factious leader is full of lust and perversion. Spirits. Uh, they represent or are represented by the frogs. Yes. The frog quickly started jumping away, but I was just as fast. My regular skills could not com combat him because he was very quick and elusive, but I started fighting this frog with my tongue. And it could not defend against me. He tried to run, but I quickly knocked him down by sticking my tongue out at him. <laughs> and then I woke up. So, when you you use your tongue like God says, it is a weapon that they can't overcome. And no weapon formed against us shall prosper. You need to believe that and confess that with your tongue. And we have authority over all the power of the enemy with your tongue. And what we bind on earth is bound in heaven with your tongue. Right? So, don't forget that. Speak it. Speak to the mountain, and don't doubt that what you say will come to pass. Amen? The Lord is reminding me to keep fighting against these spirits of lust and darkness with the power of the tongue. He also puts it in my heart to say that we can go on the offense by coming against these demons. We don't just need to be on the defense, but we can fight against any attack we feel might be coming against ourselves or our fellow brethren of the body of Christ worldwide. And you should be doing that. It's a war. we got to win it. So, uh, this is Marie Kelton, her revelation. I'm going to share it real quickly. Um, we called it Back in the Kitchen. In this dream, UBM was going to go on a two-month resort. I couldn't go because I had to work, but I was able to see what the resort looked like before I went to work. The resort was really nice, log cabins in a beautiful area. So this represents our really nice wilderness homes looking like a resort in the beautiful area. And this is uh, promised so that we are to expect it, right? And confess it with our tongue. <laughs> I went to work and I was cooking and cleaning in the kitchen. The kitchen uh, is for preparing the spiritual food of the Word, right? A factious leader was there, working at my job. I saw him, and I knew I wasn't supposed to talk to him. Well, he has been working to sabotage our kitchen so the children cannot be fed the Word and grow up and be bigger than him. Or add corruption with poison. 
Apple said it was he who took down our website. And this was to ruin our kitchen and all because we would not let him seduce our women. Yeah, good reason, huh? Duh. So, I didn't... But my co-workers looked at me funny because I was avoiding him. Then he started lusting after the women at my work. They didn't like it and were getting upset, which is exactly what's going on. So, he rushed out of the kitchen area and went into the hallway and sat in a corner like a, a bad little boy. I went over um, to see if I could help him. That's not a good idea because he will put a little pity party on you and when you open yourself up, boom, he puts the demons on you. That's one of the ways they do it. And he admitted that to me one time. I began rebuking the spirit of rejection as I was bending over in front of him. He reached out to give me a hug, and I said no, very sternly, because I didn't want a transfer of his spirits. And then he looked like he was going to cry, so I started to come against the spirit of shame. You can't get the spirit of shame off of him. The verses that I was given uh, confirm perfectly the shame God will heap upon him and those like him. After this, my boss, who was a woman with red hair in a wheelchair, uh, wanted him out of the building. Uh, i just give you a guess who that could be. It, to me, it could be Eve, whom he damaged, right? And he has been handicapped. Uh, she has been handicapped because of his sabotage. Everyone is working to repair what he did. The police came and took him away. Well, guess who the police are? You know, the ones that police all around us and in the kingdom and so on and so forth. The angels of God, right? We warned him of this. His judgment cometh soon. And also the law of the word condemns his works as illegal and needing incarceration. And this is what came to me, Matthew five twenty-two through 28. But I say unto you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be in danger of the judgment. Uh, if therefore thou art offering thy gift at the altar, and there rememberst that thy brother hath aught against thee, I leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. In other words, they've got nothing to offer until they go and make things right with the people they have destroyed, killed, tempted, tested, so on. Agree with thine adversary quickly while thou art with him in the way, lest happily the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out thence until thou hast paid the last farthing. You have heard that it was said, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that every one that looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Then I heard David say, He cannot come back until he truly has repented. And then I woke up. We always have to offer repentance. 
But some people cannot do it because they cannot confess sin because the demon in them will not permit it because they know they'll lose their house. So I asked Marie if she had any sense that he would repent, and she said no. So our dreams say the same, and that he will die in his sin. After Even after we've asked and prayed for him and asked, we get the same answer. So, After reading this, I opened my Bible and looked down on Psalm 40, 14 and 15. Let them be put to shame and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. That's a terrible thing. Let them be turned backward and brought to dishonor that delight in my hurt. Another terrible thing. Let them be desolate by reason of their shame that say unto me, Aha! Aha! There's the accuser of the brother. Let me find something. There's got to be something. (laughs) I then flipped the page, looking at the same spot in the upper right-hand corner of my Bible, and read Psalm 35, 25-26. Let them not say in their heart, Aha! So would we have it. Let them not say, We have swallowed him up. Let them be put to shame and confounded together that rejoice at my hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Amazing. Um, Look at the commonality uh, in these texts. Saying, Aha! Shame! Dishonor, the words put to shame, are all through the Bible and always speak of the wicked. Then I remembered that I had been hearing in my mind what I'd been hearing in my mind uh, for quite a while. Psalm 86 and 17. Show me a token for good that they who hate me may see it and be put to shame. We are coming to this. Because thou, Lord, has helped me and comforted me. Notice, shame is mentioned here too. I had been thinking that the token for good that would shame them was the blessing on the bride. Amen. Okay, I went a little over, but that's okay. Father, we thank you so much. We ask that the brethren out there go to prayer and do warfare and cast down this evil. I believe it's coming to an end, and I believe you're coming to make sure of that. And uh, the poor people that they have tormented all these years uh, will be rewarded, those that overcame. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right. Bless you, saints. We'll do this again sometime. Bye-bye. can quench my thirsting soul. Purest water made me whole. Let your streams of mercy flow, oh Jesus. I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe. For oh, your mercy stands and your word is true, oh Jesus. I trust in
shining rays of red and white. Jesus, I trust in you. Oh, sacred heart in you I find. Mercy seated for all time. I am yours and you are mine. Oh, Jesus, I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe. For your mercy stands and your word is true. Oh, Jesus, I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe. For your mercy stands and your word is true. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, oh Jesus, I trust in you, I trust in you, I trust in you.